Good morning, everyone. It's your girl, Raya X, with her daily hip-hop exclusives. Tuning in to the honorable DJ Metal Monkey Radio Show, bitch. Drake wins pound cake sample lawsuit again in appeals court. Ooh, wait. Let's see. It says Drake has reaffirmed victory in a lawsuit over sampling 1982's Jimmy Smith rap in his song Pound Cake, Paris More and Music 2. After originally winning the case in 2017, the OVO leader won yet again in the Second Circuit Court of Appeals on Monday, February 3rd. The estate of Smith's appeal was unsuccessful as a panel of judges agreed with the original ruling of fair use, declaring Drake's usage of Jimmy Smith rap to be transformative. The judgment also determined Pound Cake, which appeared on 2013's Nothing Was the Same, didn't upsurp demand for Smith's track or otherwise cause a negative market effect. Says in the summary of the decision, the judges explained why Drake's song was deemed to be transformative. The message of the Jimmy Smith rap is one about the supremacy of jazz to the derogation of other types of music, which unlike jazz will not last. The summary reads, on the other hand, Pound Cake sends a counter message that is not jazz music that reigns supreme, but rather all real music regardless of genre. The explanation continued through both the alteration of the Jimmy Smith rap and the rest of the rap lyrics pound cake emphasizes that it is not the genre but the authenticity i mean the authenticity of the music that matters in this matter pound cake criticizes the jazz elitism that the jimmy smith rap exposes by doing so it uses the copyrighted work for a purpose or imbues it with a character different from that for which it was created. Um, I can agree with their sentence. Like, honestly, like he changed it and made it made it different. You know what I'm saying? And on top of that, the sales are fucking skyrocketing. You feel me? Like, I personally don't see why. Like, I can understand why they're suing him because that's their shit. But like, my nigga. This nigga made so much bread off this shit. Like, I can understand if you want to cut. You feel me? But, like, this shit's too much, G. Like, let the nigga... Let the nigga make his own version. Like, shit. You know how many people across the globe listen to this man's shit? And on top of that, this nigga ain't worried about getting sued over one goddamn song. This man is a fucking millionaire. You feel me? Pretty soon he might be a fucking billionaire. This nigga's, this nigga's nonstop making new tracks with people every day. You feel me? So it's just like he was bound to win the case. You feel me? Like there was no way in hell he wasn't gonna win the case. Period. Chris Brown reportedly dropped by lawyers in case of alleged rape at his home. Oh, motherfucking Los Angeles, California. Chris Brown is reportedly out of legal representation in the case of an alleged rape that occurred at his Tarzana home in 2017. According to legal documents obtained by The Blast, the Indigo Singers attorney, Blair Burke, has filed a motion to withdraw from the case. She claims Brown has become difficult to work with and hasn't met his contractual obligations additionally she doesn't have his real number and currently communicates with him through his longtime manager aunt wilson over the past several months mr brown has not met his material obligations under the terms of our engagement letter and has rendered it unreasonably difficult for Tarlow and Burke to carry out the representation effectively. Burke said, our relationship with Mr. Brown has come to a point where Tarlow and Brown and I can no longer adequately, ah, I said that wrong, adequately defend or represent him. Zaya Mo Dabber, Brown's main lawyer also filed a motion to withdraw. 
regarding the 2017 incident, Grissom has denied the allegations against him. Jane Doe is currently being represented by attorney Gloria Alred. Brown's representation is now in flukes. Man, why the fuck they fucking with Chris Brown? Leave him the fuck alone, bruh. Like, God damn, the man is peaceful. The man is making money. The man is, like, he got a daughter. Like, why don't y'all leave that man alone? God damn, like, I know damn well Chris Brown ain't raped nobody. There's no fucking proof. And on top of that, they didn't even say anything about Chris Brown. My nigga, like, yeah, he was at the party, but... Y'all ain't say nothing about Brown touching y'all. So I'm confused. Maybe his friend might have touched y'all and shit. I mean, it says right here. She claimed Grissom forced her to perform oral sex on a woman who was menstruating. It does not say anything about him raping her. The only thing... It says was Brown was accused of supplying cocaine, ecstasy, and weed to alleged to the alleged victim. And it said they confiscated their phones and shit. And she was sexually assault assaulted. My nigga, what the fuck? Bitch, you not saying exactly what the fuck he did to you. So, bitch, you lied. Just like he said, bitch, you lied. The baby reportedly sued by concert promoter over Apple Juice battery case. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking dead. The baby is reportedly being sued over the altercation with the concert promoter that led to his arrest in January. According to TMZ promoter Kenneth Carey, filed a lawsuit against the Interscope Records artist for battery, breach of contract, defamation, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and more. In the documents, 
Carrie claims he and the baby agrees to a 20 grand fee, not 30 grand, as previously reported to a host party in Miami. The 2019 Hip Hop DX Rapper of the Year artist, Stunnerful Vegas, was booked to perform at the event. Things allegedly went sideways over a vehicle rental, which was arranged by Carrie for the baby and his crew. His, the ride was reportedly damaged, so the show creator and his entourage were billed for 10 grand to cover the damages. Oh shit. The baby asked Carrie for an extra 10 G to recoup the loss when it was time to pay the original booking fee. The promoter refused to pay 30 grand instead of the 20 grand that was agreed upon, leading to the beatdown that was caught on camera. Oh shit. Here go the baby beating somebody ass again. Ha. <laughs> Let's watch this shit. I'm watching the guy, Lee. Damn, they dragging this man off across the... F oh! Fire. Damn! They... Wow, y'all need to watch this video. Holy shit. They wildin'. They It says, Carrie says the baby and four other men attacked him, pulled his pants down, and poured apple juice on him. The lawsuit and police reports claims his phone, credit cards, and some cash was stolen. The promoter also alleges the baby and stunner never showed up to the party. They were booked for it either. The baby was arrested for battery following the incident and released from Miami Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center after posting a $1,500 bail. He was initially held in custody for a few days because police discovered a warrant for his arrest in Texas, but he was allowed to go free once it was withdrawn. Kerry seeking over $6 million in damages in his lawsuit. Last month, the baby vowed he would countersue anyone suing him in 2020. Yo, my nigga! All I hear is headlines about the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. When is this nigga not beating somebody's ass? Like, I, I, like, bruh, like, I understood, like, the few times he whooped somebody. I remember the one incident where he was at the mall, right? And some dude was literally fucking with him, like, taking a video of him and fucking with him and trying to mess with him and shit and trying to act tough. And he whooped his ass. I understood that shit, you feel me? But, like, I feel like this man just going around whooping niggas' ass. Like, damn, bruh. Like, man, you should be sued. Shit. But, I mean, really? Y'all poured apple juice over this nigga? Like, y'all wild. <laughs> That's, that's some cool shit, bro. Some cool ass shit. Oh, wait, for my Lil Wayne Lil Chick fans, I got some. Y'all, my nigga, guess what? Lil Wayne claims he got 20 more albums in his back pocket. It says Lil Wayne drops his long awaited funeral album on Friday, January 31st, but he's already looking ahead to what's next. In an interview with Apple's music, Zay Lowe, Wheezy said he's quickly moving on from his latest LP because he's got enough material for 20 more. My fans, they also know that once it's put out, they already know I'm moving on, he told Lowe. They already know I got 20 more albums already in my back pocket. Let's go ahead and watch this little clip. New music. You still working on it right now? Down to the wire? Yeah, I'm not working every day down to the wire. Ever get to a space off the project is handed over where you can listen back to it and appreciate it with some distance, or is it just done for you at that point? It's awesome to look back at what, what it was, you know, look at look back at the finished product. And that's always beautiful to look back at the finished product and what we came out with, what we ended up with. And also, the results of the finished product is always rewarding as well. I have people fans. Okay, okay. I am okay. Even the fans, even the fans, learn. My fans, all they also know that 
once it's put out, they already know I'm moving on. They already know I got 20 more albums already in my back pocket. You know, the artwork is so great. I have to focus on that for a second and, and how that, you know, you came up with the idea and how you flipped it and, and tipped it upside down. And it's just, it's super iconic. Fans in the public came up with it. They did a photo. And they came up with that and that's the one I chose. When I saw it, it was just like, you know, they just kept saying, flip it up, flip, turn it upside down, turn it upside down. Oh, like, yeah, oh, like, I see, you know, once I turn it upside down, that was it. I was like, that's the one right here, yeah. There's a song called uh, Satan's Kid, um, you know, it's a few introduces, and, uh, and also, once again, a lot of personal reflection in and amongst the exceptional MC work. Um, you know, as you talk about the journey, you know, and I wonder kind of what went into this particular song and, and why it's made the point that you cut about all the other things. Plain and simple, I just like the, uh, that look that got me out of it. When you're working all the time, you're the definition of productivity as well as quality. How you decide what 12, 14, 16, 18 cuts make it over, the, you know, the, like I said, the fault. We just try to choose the best ones. There's really no, you know, I don't have a, I'm, I don't go in there with a strategic, like, hey, I'm about to do this, so this one got to go to this, and this got to go to now, I'm not that. So funeral is okay, like okay, a theme okay. of the record. Funeral doesn't, you, you don't see a thread there. Funeral is because I've had an album before called Rebirth. And so my, me as an artist, I always title my albums or title my mixtapes or whatever I'm gonna type, whatever I'm doing, it's always has something to do with something I've, I've already done. So you got a card in one, you're gonna get the card in one, card in two, card three, you get sorry for the way one, two, you get the prefix, the suffix, you get the no ceilings, you get, you know what I mean, things like that, things like that. You Dedication one, two, three, you get rebirth, you get funeral. But I wonder what your relationship like is with the moment and how, how effective you are with living in the moment right now. I think I'd probably be the definition of that because I don't because I don't write um, I don't I don't write my music, but I mean you know, I just go in there and say whatever the hell I'm feeling and try to make it rhyme. So with that said, every time you get a every time you get a bar from me, it, it's dealing with the moment. <laughs> Let's talk about Bing James featuring J Rock. J Rock, of course, founding founding member of the of the whole TDE crew. How did that um, collaboration come about? Jay and I have been rocking for years, man. So just plain and simple, I was just Y'all could go ahead and check out that video. It says, earlier in this conversation, Wayne noted he always works down to the wire before turning in his projects for release. When asked if his constant recording schedule allows him to live in the moment, <coughs> excuse me, the Young Money boss explained how his creative process lets him do just that. I think I probably be the definition of that because I don't write my music, he said. I just go in there and say whatever the hell I'm feeling and try to make it rhyme. So with that said, every time you get a bar from me, it's dealing with the moment. Y'all can go ahead and listen to um, the full interview. Um, Y'all can, um, the full interview is actually, it's called um, Lil Wayne on Funeral. The interview is with Zane Lowe. Y'all can go ahead and check that out. Um, You also can go cop his um, recent um, album, Funeral. Uh, he has he has a couple features on it. He got Big Sean, Lil Baby, J-Rock, and Adam Levine um, featuring on his album. Um, I'm not surprised that Lil Wayne has uh, some material. Because Lil Wayne is actually one, one, of, one of the most talented artists out there, man. He is, he is unbelievable. He is out of this world, man. He lives, what I like about him is he original, you feel me? He puts out whatever he's feeling. And that's what I respect, you feel me? If you put out what you feeling in that very moment, that's authentic. You feel me? Not some shit you premeditate and write, you feel me? Unless you're writing about what's like what's really on your mind. But I like the fact that he that he just spits. Like no hesitation, like he spits whatever's on his mind, like not something. ASAP Mob mourns death of crew DJ J Scott. All right, according to an Instagram post from ASAP Rocky and other members of the crew, ASAP Mob DJ J Scott, also known as ASAP Snacks, has passed away. 
Scott, who grew up in Atlanta, was the official DJ for Rocky and one half of the Cozy Boys. He also routinely, routinely lent his skills as a producer to the crew, was an A&R for ASAP Worldwide, and worked as a creative partner on ASAP Mob projects. On Sunday, February 2nd, Rocky shared a post to his page featuring a photo of himself next to Scott. In the caption, it says, I'm lost for words. I don't know what to say. R.I.P. Bro say. ASAP to, death, to the death. Love you, Jay Snacks. Um, Rocky took his grief to Twitter as well, writing R.I.P. Jay Scott. I'm going to miss you, Jay. Skiggity, we love you ASAP forever. And shout out to the flight attendant for being my responsible bartender for the evening. Keep them coming. ASAP Ferg also expressed his shock via Instagram and had difficulty explaining how Scott's death is affecting him. Man's words can't even describe how I feel right now. Bro. Rest in peace to my brother. This was one of the healthiest guys I knew, but I guess God needed him. Gone too young. Cozy boy for life. Love you, bro. Alright. Um, it says details on his death have yet to surface. As of publication time, it's unclear how Scott passed away. ASAP 12 and ASAP Ty have posted tributes on their own alongside the internet. Playboy Cardi and more. Check out their reactions. Um, ASAP Ty tweeted, shaking my head, this can't be life. Um... He also uh, posted a picture of uh, Jay Scotty. It says, rest up, King. Uh, It says, uh, somebody tweeted, Jay Scott, love you. Rest easy, man. We went to high school together. You were always ahead of your time in everything from fashion to music. When I last saw you in July, you were the same dude. Never changed, always pure. You'll be missed, and you are a legend. Uh, Playboy Cardi posted a... um, picture of asap rocky and jay scott says love you bro what the fuck um it says playboy cardi remembers asap mom member jay scott who passed away tonight um somebody said fuck man r.i.p my man jay scott this shit ain't right fuck this i'm leaving the game this this is too weird now um kenny beats he posted r.i.p jay scott such an amazing talent ear and friends since i was 19 i cannot believe i am writing this we were on stage together a week ago this is a photo of justin and lou playing the first dot show we ever had thank you for everything bro god damn everybody died. but my question is what's up with the fact that they don't know how he died you feel me i just noticed that a lot of people or should I say, a lot of celebrities, especially those of color, they, the results for their death take so long. You ever notice that shit? It takes so long to to find out what happened to somebody. That shit, that shit is mind-boggling to me. I don't get it. You can't tell me you don't know how this motherfucker died. You like for real? Like, come on, dog. Like, seriously? Like, oh, I'm so irritated. I'm so agitated. With everything that, like I said, with everything that's going on in hip-hop is aggravating the economy. Like, goddamn. Like, this shit is really pissing me off. Like, all the goddamn racist shit going on. Goddamn people dying. Like, 2019? No. Scratch that. 2018 to 2020, the death rate? <laughs> what the fuck? It's ridiculous. It's been skyrocketing. Literally, it's skyrocketing. And it's those of color. If y'all notice. It's those of color. You feel me? But I'm like, bro, you can't tell me you don't know how this motherfucker died, bro. Stop fucking trying to hide that info. I know y'all niggas got it. I know y'all niggas know how he died. There's no way in hell y'all don't know that shit. Do I look like a dumbass to you, nigga? Like the fuck? Boozy, boozy, boozy. It says, boozy badass, please guilty to drug charge, but avoids jail. 
It says, Boozy Badass has put some legal woes in Georgia behind him by agreeing to a plea deal that requires no jail time. According to TMZ, the opinionated rapper pleaded guilty (coughs) to misdemeanor possession of marijuana in exchange for having two other charges, possession of a controlled substance, and failure to maintain lane drop. The Coetta... County District Attorney's Office previously charged Boozy with two felonies stemming from his arrest in April 2019. It says authorities discovered a loaded 9mm handgun, marijuana over 20 grand in his vehicle after stopping him for swerving in between driving lanes. Boozy was never booked on a firearms charge and was released after posting a 3500 bond excuse me boozy was facing up to a year behind bars but avoided incarceration thanks to his deal with the Kawada county da instead he was sentenced to six months of probation and ordered a thousand dollar fine with the georgia case in the rearview mirror Boozy can turn his attention to his third annual Boozy Bash in his hometown of Baton Rouge. The upcoming event, which will feature performances by artists such as DaBaby and Juvenile, is scheduled to take place on March 14th. Yet again, yet again, yet again, it's those of color, color, they stop. Like, why they always gotta attack somebody that's chilling, having fun, you feel me? Like, I guarantee you, I I guarantee you this man wasn't even swerving, for real. I feel like they just stopping him because he black. And on top of that, he from Atlanta. They always attacking motherfuckers from Atlanta. Like, keep it 100. Like, leave that man alone, bruh. Shit, that man already got so many goddamn problems and mental issues and shit. Leave that nigga alone. Shit. God damn, ain't y'all niggas got something else better to do? Like, come on now. Oh, we for my Lil Wayne, Lil Tochi fans. I got something for y'all, my nigga. Guess what? Lil Wayne claims he got 20 more albums in his back pocket. It says Lil Wayne dropped his long awaited funeral album on Friday, January 31st, but he's already looking ahead to what's next. In an interview with Apple's Music, Say Low. Weezy said he's quickly moving on from his latest LP because he's got enough material for 20 more. My fans, they also know that once it's put out, they already know I'm moving on. He told Love. They already know I got 20 more albums already in my back pocket. Let's go ahead and watch this little clip. Yeah, you you working on it right now, down to the wire? Yeah, I, I work every day down to the wire, man. Do you ever get to a space after the project is handed over where you can listen back to it and appreciate it with some distance, or is it just done for you at that point? It's awesome to look back at what, what it was, you know, look at look back at the finished product. That's always beautiful to look back at the finished product and what we, what we came out with, what we ended up with. And also what? the results of the this finished product is always rewarding as well. I have beautiful fans. But... I am even a fan, even my fans, my fans, they also know that once it's put out, they already know I'm moving on, they already know I got 20 more albums already in my back pocket. Funeral of the artwork is so crazy, I have to focus on that for a second, and and how that, you know, who came up with the idea, and how you flipped it, and and tipped it upside down, and it's just, it's super iconic. Fans in Republic came up, they they did a vote, like, they kind of... And it came up with that, and that's the one I chose. When I saw it, it was just like, you know, just kept saying, flip it up, flip, turn it upside down, turn it upside down, yeah, I got a seat. And once I turned it upside down, that was it. I was like, this is the one right here, yeah. It's all called uh, Fate's Kid. Um, you know, just you at your fiercest, and uh, and also once again a lot of personal reflection in and amongst the exceptional MC work. Um, you know, and you talk about the journey, and I, and I wonder kind of what went into this particular song and, and why it's made why it made the cut above all the others. Plain and simple, I just like the uh, that hook got me. I remember the, I've been saying that hook on so many. Like uh, first of all, my song, man, I, I, I might like the, like I may say a hook, I may say both on one beat. And been listening for to it for so long to where uh, I get tired of hearing it on that beat and once I hear another beat, I, I may say I would like to hear the song slower. I may like to hear this idea faster. Once I throw it to another beat, it's almost like Eureka, and that's one of those songs where I did that too. You know, when you're working all the time, the definition of productivity as well as quality. 
how you decide what 12, 14, 16, 18 cuts make it over the, you know, the, like I said, the vault. We just try to choose the best one. I just really know, you know, I don't have a, I'm, I don't go in there with people I hate on my list. So this one gotta go to this and this gotta go to now, not that. So funeral isn't like a loose theme of the record. Funeral doesn't need people. And so my, me as an artist, I always title my albums or title my mixtapes or whatever I'm gonna type whatever I'm doing. So that's something something I've already done. So you got a card in one, you gonna get the card in one, card in two, card three, you get started for the way one, two, you get the fix the suffix, you get this no sailings, you get you know I mean things like that. Things like that, you dedication one, two, three, you get rebirth. Is but I wonder what your relationship like is with the moment and how how effective you are with living in the moment right now. I think I probably definitely that because I don't because I don't write um, I don't I don't write my music, but I mean you know, I just go in there and say whatever the hell I'm feeling and try to make it rhyme. So with that said, every time you get a every time you get a bar from me it's dealing with the moment. <laughs> Let's talk about Bing James featuring J-Rock. J-Rock, of course, founding founding oh, member oh, of the, oh, of the okay, OTD crew. Okay, How did that okay, um, collaboration okay. come about? Jay and I have been rocking for years, man. So just playing this up, I was just excited. Y'all can go ahead and check out that video. It says, earlier in this conversation, Wayne noted he always works down to the wire before turning in his projects for release. When asked if his constant recording schedule allows him to live in the moment, <coughs> excuse me, the Young Money boss explained, how his creative process lets him do just that. I think I probably be the definition of that because I don't write my music, he said. I just go in there and say whatever the hell I'm feeling and try to make it rhyme. So with that said, every time you get a bar from me, it's dealing with the moment. Y'all can go ahead and listen to um, the full interview. Um, y'all can um, the full interview is actually it's called um, Lil Wayne on Funeral. The interview is with Zane Low. Y'all can go ahead and check that out. Um, you also can go cop his um, recent um, album, Funeral. Uh, he has he has a couple features on it. He got Big Sean, Lil Baby, J-Rock, and Adam Levine um, featuring on his album. Um, I'm not surprised that Lil Wayne has uh, some material. Because Lil Wayne is actually one, one of one of the most talented artists out there man he is he is unbelievable he is out of this world man he lives what i like about him is he original you feel me he puts out whatever he's feeling and that's what i respect you feel me if you put out what you feeling in that very moment that's authentic you feel me not some shit you premeditate and write you feel me unless you're writing about what's like what's really on your mind but i like the fact that he that he just spits like no hesitation like he spits whatever's on his mind like not something it's not premeditated mace puts diddy on blast for grammy comments and accuses him of starving his artists oh shit oh shit Mace is calling foul, foul on Diddy's recent comments at the Clive Davis recent pre-Grammys gala, essentially calling the Bad Boy Records founder a hypocrite. It says, days after Diddy called out the Recording Academy for his treatment of hip-hop artists, the former Bad Boy signee took to Instagram to put Diddy on blast for the way he's treated him over the years. In his lengthy caption, Mace accuses the hip-hop mogul of snatching his publishing for way less than it's worth. At Diddy, I heard your hashtag Grammy speech about how you are now for the artist about how the artist must take back control, he began. So I will be the first to take that initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicities to do us right, we should do us as black people better, especially the creators. I heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist. And to that, my response is if you want to see change, you may you can make a change today by starting with yourself. 
Your past business practices knowingly has continued purposely starved your artists and been extremely unfair to the very same artists that helped you obtain the Icon Award on the Iconic Bad Boy label. For example, you still got my publishing from 20 years ago in which you gave me 20K, which makes me never want to work with you as any artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with this horrendous business model. So Meek Mill uh, posted a tweet. It says, what's up with all these different race men got all these young black kids in slave contracts in the music business? Come get with us. You need to help fixing your situation hashtag dcx hashtag rock nation it's literally stealing now we found something we can get rich off of it says the 44 year old mc says he wanted to stay silent until he was financially stable he then reveals he recently offered diddy two million cash to buy back his publishing but diddy said he'd have to match what the European guy offered him. However, people would always ask, what's up with Mace? So I would be forced to still perform to not look crazy when I was getting peanuts and the robbery would continue. So many great moments in people's lives and music were lost. But again, I rode with you in the face of death without flinching and you still wouldn't do right. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I can ensure that I was addressing this from a pure place and not out of spite. To add insult, you keep screaming black excellence and love, but I know love isn't free. So I offered you two million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishings as his biggest artist alive. That always showed you respect for giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was, if I can match what the European guy offered him, that would be the only way I can get it back. Or else I can wait until I'm 50 years old and it will revert back to me from when I was 19 years old. You bought it for about 20K and I offered you 20 million in cash. This is not black excellence at all when our own race is enslaving us. If it's about us owning, it can be about us owning each other. No more hiding behind love. You change. Give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. May signed to Bad Boy Records in late 90s between 1996 and 1999. He racked up six Billboard Hot 100 Top 10 singles and five number one singles on the U.S. rap chart. In 1997, he dropped the Grammy-nominated album Harlem World, which was ultimately certified four times platinum by RIAA. On January 20th, he released the Complete Albums Project, which boasts a staggering 50 tracks and clocks in at just under three hours. Interestingly enough, he also performed during the ah, pre-Grammy Gala and Grammy Salute to Industry Icons honoring Diddy on January 25th in the Hills. Man, what the Did he really need to shut the fuck up, for real? Like, nigga, you out here starving your artists, man. You talking about other fucking labels supporting their goddamn shit, but you're not supporting your people. What the fuck? You out here looking dumb as fuck out here on these streets. You feel me? You really looking stupid, my nigga. How the fuck you expect other people to do shit if you ain't even doing shit your goddamn self, like Maystead, start with you, bruh. Why you talking if you ain't even did shit? You feel me? Like, goddamn, you pissing me the fuck off. Like, hip-hop news, literally, this week and last week has pissed me the fuck off. Like, y'all is... Hip-hop is getting out of hand. It's getting ridiculous right now. Like, y'all niggas is wildin'. Y'all bugging, y'all tripping, y'all tweaking. Like, there's so many fucking words, bro. But I had no words for you, Diddy, period. Team Mace all day. Give him his fucking money, bro. Give all your artists their fucking money, bro. Fuck out of 
fuck wrong with you, bitch ass nigga? You talking about you ain't financially stable? My nigga, if you if you knew that you weren't financially stable, am I right? Why the fuck would you keep signing people to your label? That's that's my common sense. It's like, for example, a job, for example, let's say McDonald's. They're hiring all these employees, right? And they're not getting paid. It's like, why the fuck you gonna hire somebody if you can't pay them? You feel me? What the fuck is wrong with you, nigga? How would you feel if they didn't pay you your sh- fucking money for your fucking records? Come on, man. Are you fucking kidding me? Stop doing this shit for fucking attention. You looking stupid as fuck, my nigga. Stupid as fuck. You really look like a fucking idiot out here. God damn you stupid. Shit. Twitter explodes with meme gold after g and Megan the Stallion spark dating rumors. LMAO. It says, Twitter is exploding with speculation after g shared a video clip of himself kissing Megan the Stallion at the Maximum Big Game Experience Bash late Saturday night, February 1st, in Miami. In the clip, the hot girl rapper's leg is draped over g waist as he kisses her cheek multiple times and she stares into the camera smiling. I'm going to go ahead and see this clip. Let me see. Well, I'm watching the clip and he looks like he's, uh, you know, having intercourse with her face there. Ooh, it looks like they getting really frisky on that couch over there. Ooh, wait! They getting frisky. It says, in the wee hours of Monday morning, February 3rd, Mr. Gerald Earl Gillum shared a photo of Megan wearing the same outfit from the video and coupled it with four blue hearts emoji sending Twitter into a frenzy. Ooh-wee. In fact, Megan quickly became a trending Twitter topic as fans scrambled to figure out if they were are actually dating. A simple collaboration is in the works or if they were just out having a good time. I don't know if they are dating or not. A source close to g told Page Six. They happen to be at the same party. He's very good looking and she's smoking hot. g was previously linked to a pop princess du jour Housley. Halsey, who was seen at the same party entangled in a conversation with the chain smokers, Drew Taggart. Whatever the case, Twitter is having a field day with the possibility of GZ and Meg dating. Oh, God. The memes are fucking hilarious, y'all. Like, I can't. Look at this shit. Oh, my God. I'm fucking dead. need to watch this shit. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. I'm about to cry. This shit is fucking hilarious. <laughs> that shit was funny as fuck, my nigga. Oh my god. This shit is fucking... Yo, these memes are fucking hilarious, bro. Like, damn, my nigga, leave him alone. Leave them alone. If they want to fuck around and shit, let them fuck around. Just because, you know, he kissing up on her and shit don't mean they dating. They could be just messing around, you feel me? Or they could be drunk and just having fun, you feel me? Like, y'all niggas in the media is wildin' for real. Like, y'all niggas just want to scoop. Like, Megan is probably, maybe they, de- I mean, according to the picture that g posted on Instagram, Maybe they are dating. So what if they are? Let them be, man. Shit. She fine as fuck. He good looking. They both celebrities. They both rich as fuck. Let them do what the fuck they want to do with their life. Y'all just mad because y'all ain't got no money. Shit. Ah, damn. Because if y'all had the money, y'all be with a fine ass bitch like Megan. Y'all be with a good looking ass nigga like g Easy. Am I right or wrong? Like, come on, man. If you at a party and you see this nigga, you going to tell me you ain't going to kiss him? Like, come on, bruh. If you telling me if you a dude and you at that party and Megan right there and she and she all up on you, you gonna tell me you ain't gonna kiss her? 
Like, come on, G. Like, keep it 100. Like, keep it a book. You feel me? Like, I ain't gonna lie. The memes are fucking hilarious. If y'all haven't seen them, they funny as fuck. But, to be honest, some of these uh, memes is racist as shit. Like, y'all niggas is wildin'. Like, just because he white and he black. There's so many interracial couples. Like, come on, man. Y'all niggas is wildin', for real. Like, for real. Like, y'all need to stop. Period. Man, why... For real, it's always somebody of color. Um, PNB Rock reportedly arrested for DOI after flipping his BMW during street race. Oh shit! It says PNB Rock was a pro- reportedly arrested after he crashed into three cars and totaled his BMW during a street race. Okay, I'm gonna take that back. It, it, it ain't, it ain't black. It ain't colored people. It says according to TMZ, <laughs> he was booked on suspicion of DUI and reckless driving in Burbank, California, on Thursday night, January 31st. It says sources say police witnessed PNB's. Rocks, white BMW sedan racing a blue and silver Rolls Royce Wraith last weekend, reaching speeds near 100 miles per hour. The crash happened shortly after the race began. He hit the three cars before his BMW flipped on his, on his side. A female passenger escaped with only minor injuries. Officers noticed PNB Rock reeked of marijuana when they arrived on the scene. While they did discover some weed on him, it's perfectly legal to possess small amounts of marijuana in the state of California. The Philly bread wrapper was later released on a $100,000 bill. God damn, nigga! You hit three cars? Damn, bro, like, damn, damn. Like, this shit is, this shit is getting ridiculous. I don't even have no words for this, for real. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I understand street racing is cool, my nigga. This ain't, this ain't Tokyo, like, this ain't Tokyo Drift. This ain't goddamn fucking Fast and Furious. This ain't NASCAR. Like, what the fuck? Man. Now, now you, some of y'all artists getting ridiculous. Like, for real. Like, that shit is ridiculous. Like, dude, you, you really should get arrested for, for this shit, for real. Like, I, I feel no sympathy, for real. Like, are you, you gotta be fucking kidding. Okay, 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 okay. Now, this shit right here is a scoop. This shit crazy as fuck. It says Chicago rapper Young QC sentenced to 99 years in prison for having killed, having mother killed. That's fucking wow. Are you fucking kidding me? It says an aspiring Chicago rapper who goes by Young QC was reportedly doted on by his mother Yolanda Holmes as an only child. The 23, the 23-year-old real name. Kwamaine Wilson was given anything he wanted, including clothes, jewelry, and a Mustang. But according to the Chicago Sun-Times, that wasn't enough. So he decided to have his mother killed to get his hands on her insurance policy. On Friday, January 1st, on, I mean, I lied. On Friday, January 31st, Cook County Judge Stanley Sachs sentenced QC to 99 years in prison for hiring a hitman to do the job. The shooter, Eugene Spencer, received 100 years behind bars. The word is mass, matricide, matricide, my bad. It says, meaning murder of one's own mother. Sack said during the hearing, whatever he wanted, his mother gave to him. A car, a job, one could say he was spoiled. She gave Kwame life, and it was his choice to take it away from her. In 2013, Spencer took a ride with QC's girlfriend to Holmes' residence, where he shot her while she slept. Oh, my God. He then got into an altercation with Holmes' boyfriend, knocking him unconscious. He returned to Holmes' body, stabbed her after QC allegedly instructed him to make sure the bitch is dead. Damn, I can't even fucking read this shit. Are you fucking wow? Yo, let's watch this video. Yeah, man, um, 
about to go get $10,000 out for the, uh, for the fans, man. Really, I'm going to take out $20,000, man. Just to show people, you feel me? I'm, I'm on a whole different level with this, man. I ain't, you know, I take this serious, man. So you can't put me in the same category as the others. He sound like he gay. I, I mean, I, I ain't got nothing against gay people, but he sound like he gay. Or bisexual. He don't seem like he's straight to me. He over here throwing money at fans and shit. He throwing his mom's insurance policy. Little do these knows, these fans don't even know. This shit crazy as fuck. This shit is saddening. Like, wow. He, now, this is the type of shit that gives black people a bad name. Sick to my fucking stomach. Just watching this shit. Man, I can't even watch this shit no more. Wow. It says, uh, over the next couple months, QC drained Holmes' bank accounts. And at one point, customized the Mustang his mother had given him with gold wing doors. In a YouTube video posted to his account in May 2013, he walked into Chase Bank, where he withdrew 20 grand, then tossed it into the air for his fans to collect. The video was later played in court for the jury. QC, now 30, merely nodded when Sachs announced the sentence. Despite his actions, QC had the gall to say, I just wanted to say nobody loved my mother more than me. She was all I had. That's it. My nigga, shut the fuck up. Because if you love your mama, bitch, you wouldn't have hired somebody to kill her. You are an ungrateful son of a bitch. Clout chasing ass motherfucker. You are the reason why black people in hip hop have a bad fucking name. Your mama gave you every fucking thing. Your mama gave you life. If it wasn't for her, your ass wouldn't be standing in this damn planet right now. You feel me? Damn, my nigga. All the money and all the the fucking materialistic things that your mother gave you wasn't enough? She gave you everything, bruh. And you gonna sit there and kill her? Man, there's a lot of people in this world that don't respect that shit. You ain't shit, bruh. I hope you rot in jail for this shit. For real. Fuck you. Fuck your career. Fuck everything, bruh. Now, now, all them fans that you gave money to, them people think you genuinely gave that to them. Out of the fact that you give a fuck about them. So you telling me you give a fuck more about random ass motherfuckers than your mama? Get the fuck out of here, bruh. I don't feel no sympathy for you. I hope you rot, nigga. Period. Russ accuses Post Malone of appropriating black culture. Ooh, motherfucking weird. Russ has never been one too shy away from expressing his feelings towards the music industry no matter how controversial they are during a visit to charlemagne the god and andrew schultz brilliant idiots podcast last week russ got in his bag again this time expressing his thoughts on post malone in the middle of the two-hour conversation russ took some time to speak on white people stealing from black culture and relating to how it's a problem in hip-hop I'm dead as fuck. I say hip hop. I meant to say hip hop. 
if you're white in hip-hop you have to contribute to black culture in some sort of fashion otherwise you are repeating history by coming into black culture and using that as a medium to steal and profit for itself he said you can come into this from the vessel of hip-hop and use the clothes and the luggage and the music and then go off and start doing something white um it says Charlamagne asked Russ if he was talking about Post Malone and the best on earth rapper used him as an example. Nah, I mean, that's a fair example because I do think that it's an interesting thing to look at from the lens of where you come in with Bryce and goes to the point people are thinking you're mixed now. You know, you drink Bud Light and wear cowboy boots and stuff. Russ made sure to give props to the Circles rapper saying his music was phenomenal, but continued to support the cultural appropriation claims. I think the caricature of how it came in compared to where it is now seems a little seems a little it's a little interesting he explained certain things like that are fair critics as far as like you came in and used hip-hop because it's the coolest genre and the coolest look and aesthetic you used it to propel yourself to the forefront and then you reverted back to who you really are all right so i'm gonna tell y'all a little song song you feel me y'all need to go ahead excuse me, and cop Russ's latest studio album. It's called Shake the Snow Globe. It features Rick Ross, Benny the, Bo- Benny the Butcher, B.I.A., and it it features Bugis and Kiana Lead. Uh, I'm going to tell y'all something a little funny. So, I was watching this little interview and stuff like that. And y'all don't know, uh, Russ is Sicilian. And he, I'm going to tell y'all one thing about him being Sicilian. He know his actual history and where he come from. He know he ain't white. He know Italians weren't originally white. They were black because of the Moors. But... What I want to say about the whole him talking about Post Malone. Well, not really Post Malone. It was just used as an example. He wasn't, like, attacking him, you know what I'm saying, like everybody else is. But what I'm finna say is, like, what I'm finna say is, Russ, him talking about black culture and how white people are using it to excel and revert back to themselves. I agree with that. And Post Malone actually is a good prime example because he was out here, you know, acting like himself and stuff. Then he started doing beer bottle beer. I don't know what that album was called, but it's something called beer bottle, something like that. My point is like you. You jumping, you hopping from, like, being black to white, being black to white. Like, what is you doing, fam? Like, you got these white kids trying to be black. You got all these people trying to be black. When they don't really know where their actual history come from. Ain't no, most people on the planet, or should I say right now, don't know where they actually come from. They don't know their true history. Their, the history that they know is what the, Euro, the Europeans' history. Oh, fucking Christopher Columbus founded America and he had the Nina, Pinta, Santa Maria. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. What they did was they killed all the goddamn Native Americans and shit and claimed that shit their land. Man, get the fuck out of here. We all know that shit ain't happy, G. <laughs> like, you feel me? But enough of all that. My point is, it's like, what is up with y'all white folk trying to be something y'all not? It's not even white folk. It's everybody. Everybody. Stop trying to be 
like every other motherfucker on the planet and be your goddamn self. You need to fucking find yourself. Stop trying to be like black folk because it's quote unquote cool. No. You gotta be yourself. Be something that you genuinely like. Stop trying to be like everybody else.